0: According to the United States Bureau of Labor Statistics, 65% of businesses fail within the first 10 years, which may not sound that bad, but it is that. And the reason is because of money management. Well, it's one of the reasons, there's a few reasons, but one of the main reasons is like, business owners don't know how to manage their money correctly. And so what I'm gonna do in this episode is I'm gonna show you three things that I do every day and every month to keep my money management intact and to make sure that my business is actually profitable. So let's dive into the very first thing. In fact, let me just describe what three things they are. One is my monthly metrics, two is my business budgeting, and three is my job journaling. So the first one is my monthly metrics. Now, if you're a fan of me, you've probably seen me do this before. Um, This is a spreadsheet that I've created, so we can jump over here to the computer, which I'm sorry for anybody who's listening. But <laughs> you're not going to be able to see any, any of this. Um, but I have a spreadsheet that I've been keeping since, if we go all the way to the bottom here, 2011. You know, and this is my main site, Swim University. All right. And so this was something that I actually got from fizzle.co, which is, uh, I, don't think going, I don't think they have the community anymore. But that's where I, where I learned this from. And I've been keeping it ever since. And what I do is I basically, I do this at the beginning of every month. So the first day of every new month, I go in here and I manually enter this data into this spreadsheet. So, and I do this for all three of my brands, but mainly this is the one, I'm just gonna show you Swim University. Uh, So what we're looking at right now is 2023. So you can see not a lot of this is filled out, only the month of January is filled out. And I have it separated into all 12 months, and then I have averages and total at the end. And then from there, I separate it into traffic and email, which, I, which traffic and email and revenue. And from traffic and email, we have, what are your total users, unique visitors, whatever. Um, you enter in how many new email subscribers you got and how many unsubscribes you got. That's all you have to enter for that section. The second section is titled revenue. And this was split up in, this is gonna be different for every business and this is just my business. So I have affiliate marketing I have physical products now. I have digital products, meaning my courses, and I have Google slash YouTube revenue. So I I say Google revenue because AdSense, you know, it's technically Google, uh, but it's really YouTube revenue. And so I have it, I have to go into this spreadsheet every single month, again, the beginning of every single month, and I have it set up in Asana. So in Asana, a new task comes up that says, hey man, enter your monthly metrics. And I go, okay, Asana, I'll do that. That's what I do. Uh, So I go into Google Analytics and I pull up, you know, what are my total users for the month? And I stick that in there. Boom. So for this month in January or sorry, last month in January of 2023, it was 177,000 unique visitors. Obviously, I run a pool site. It's January. Not a lot of people are swimming. Um, But I compare that. So so I have a couple of like um, formulas baked into this as well. And so one of the formulas is my traffic growth year over year. This could be different for you. If you don't run a seasonal business, you may want you may not want to see year over year you may want to see month over month, right? So my other businesses I do month over month. This one I do year over year because you know, if like if it's if it's April, my site's going to do better in April than it did in March. Like guaranteed, that's the way the season works. So, um then I have, you know, your email subscribers. So I just enter in all the new contacts that I got and then all the unsubscribers I got. And then I have four more calculations. So I have the net subscribers. So basically taking those two numbers and minusing out the, uh, the people who unsubscribed. Then I have churn rate, which is just a percentage number. You don't, you could do this. Like it just basically tells me like, you know, am I, are people, why are people unsubscribing so much? that's probably a problem. I have my traffic to email conversion rate, which was a big number for me because this is where I started testing lead magnets on my website. So I used to have like four or five different lead magnets that I was AB test across the board. And I was looking at this number, how many people are coming to my website and how many people are converting into email subscribers from that. And the only real way to increase that number would be to test out different headlines and different offers to get people to subscribe to my email list. In this case, and this is the highest number I've ever gotten, which is at 2.98%, okay? And that pretty much stays across the board, and it's because I now offer a cheat sheet as opposed to just, hey, sign up for our newsletter. No one wants more email, man. (laughs) I I know a lot of people are doing newsletters now, but I don't know. I actually... Went on Twitter recently, and I did a poll, and this was kind of unrelated to this business, but I said, what are you more likely to give your email address to? Are you more likely to give your email address to subscribe to an SEO newsletter or or get a free SEO cheat sheet? And it was 70% said, drumroll, cheat sheet. So I went, okay. And why does the cheat sheet work? I did, I tested uh, a cheat sheet, a video course, a newsletter, a checklist. I think those are the four. Uh, the cheat sheet won big time because I, you know, and now that I've had time to think about this and process it, I believe it's because it's the quickest win. So somebody enters their email address, they get a one pager, and they, immediately have, like, a solution to a problem, right? Whereas, like, oh, if it's a checklist, I mean, that's just a checklist. Like, you have to do the work on the checklist. And then, like, with a uh, like a video course, like, I have to sit there and watch a bunch of videos. Or if it's an email course, I have to sit there and read a bunch of emails. Or if it's a newsletter, I have to wait for the newsletter to come in. So it's more enticing to be like, oh, I have a problem. Cool, this is a cheat sheet. It's free. Hell yeah, I'm going to download it. Boom. So, that's my traffic to email conversion rate. And then I have my email subscriber growth rate year over year. Again, different business. If it was, if I was talking about MoneyLab, for example, it would be month over month. Now, getting into the revenue stuff, all right? I have this split into four revenue streams, which is what I do in my business. You may have two revenue streams, one, 50, I don't know. But the big metrics here are just how much revenue did my business make this month? And I enter all of those in, And then I, underneath each one, I have the percentage of the total revenue. So I know in this case, 47% of my revenue came from physical products, 36% came from digital products, 6% came from YouTube ads, crazy enough, and 11% came from affiliate marketing. Super useful to know, right? I also had that totaled all at the end. So as the month or as the year goes on, am I doing well? You know, that sort of thing. Underneath all of that, I have a couple more, again, baked in formulas that I use on this spreadsheet, which is gross monthly revenue. So I basically total that all up. I have revenue per visitor. So I just divide the total revenue divided by how many people visit the website. Uh, I have revenue growth rate. This one I have month over month and I have year over year. So I have both, right? So that's the monthly metrics that I fill out at the beginning of every single month. Now, the next thing I do is business budgeting. So this is a different spreadsheet, and this is made up of four different tabs. So let's pop over. The first tab you see is called summary. What this essentially tells me is what's my average monthly profit and loss, right? So what's my average monthly gross revenue? What's my average business expense? What's my net revenue? how much should I be putting away for taxes? How much should I be giving, uh, giving the bank account for profit? Cause I, I follow a profit first model for my business. And if you don't know what a profit first model is, cause we're going to talk about it for like a brief second. It is a book that you should absolutely read because it's basically, if you're familiar with personal finance, which, I mean, I used to have a personal finance podcast and I used to be in that world very heavily. There's a, there's a concept called pay yourself first, right? Where Let's say, you know, you know, you take most people would say you take either 10 to 15% of whatever you earn and you just put it in a savings account. And that's you paying yourself first before you pay your bills or all that stuff, right? This is basically the same principle for business. You take, you pay the business first or the business takes its profit first, right? That's why it's called profit first, okay? And then the rest is how you sort of budget, the business on like how much you can afford for operating expenses, how much you can afford to pay for people like, you know, staff, how much you can afford to pay for like software services or any other like assets for your business. And so that's what I follow. And that's what this business budget does. This is separate from accounting. So I do use QuickBooks to do my bookkeeping uh, every single month. I go in and categorize all my own stuff. Uh, I do have an accountant, but he mostly is just there to like, make sure I don't mess things up, right? Or if I ever have a question, I could just call them and be like, uh, I think I messed something up. Like, or am I, <laughs> is, something, is something gonna happen to me? I just did this, is this a problem? Yes, okay, change it, blah, blah, blah. So with this, it's basically a way for me to, I, 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 I kind of like use all of the previous year's numbers to see like what I can spend and if my business is actually profiting. Now, there's a few things. Let's jump back in. I want to show you two tabs that are really, really important. The first tab I'm going to show you is the income tab. Now, this is very similar to what I did over at the uh, monthly metrics. So if you have just that one business, you'll have all these numbers. You need to plug them into the spreadsheet. This also breaks it down by percentage, but more importantly, it shows you what you make per month, and it uses that data against your expenses and against your uh, taxes and your and your. Uh, profit first if you decide to follow that. So it, it's, it's important to enter that information on this spreadsheet as well. Now, what you see in orange, which again, sorry for the podcasters, what you see in orange is all of last year's numbers. Everything in black is what I add this year. So again, this is separated by month, right? So I know how much I made with affiliate marketing, digital products, YouTube, physical products, all of that. I even have a miscellaneous category because I don't know, maybe I got a sponsor which I don't, but maybe I did. So I wanna add that in. Um, and so be- the reason I have last year's numbers there is because, okay, hopefully, if I'm if I'm a good business owner, I'm growing every single year. So it, from this is my benchmark, right? So the next tab, again, super important that you add these numbers. The next tab is expenses. This is where I wanna be very... Clear. Maybe I just want to say it. I I do this every month, beginning of every month, same time as the monthly metrics. It is so important that you look especially at this. I have this broken down into a couple of sections. The first section is tech and software. I run a digital business, right? There's a lot of tech. This is a big tech stack, and I pay for all of this, right? Every single month, I look, what can I cut? what can i get rid of why not that's the thing i think most people don't do is you should know every single dollar every single penny coming in and leaving your company and i want to know exactly where it's going and i want to know can i save somewhere because if you can increase your profits because again you know what's coming in right if you can increase that number at the same time keeping all of this in like you know keeping all of this on track and making sure you're not overspending in any certain category you do that you just have a way bigger profit gap which is going to be super great for you and your business right especially if you take that extra you know 10 15% in profit and then pay yourself 50% of that every quarter it's extra money for the business owner that's you read the profit first book read that book changed my life absolutely changed my life Change my business life. Anyway, this is what you should do every single month. Make sure you break this down. So if you pay for an annual subscription, break it down by month, so you know how much average monthly you're spending to run your business with tech. Below that, I have staff. Below that, I have office and other expenses, like how much we're paying to get product, how much we're paying for shipping for our physical products. You know, how much we're paying for office supplies. I got to buy mics. I got to buy cameras. I got to buy hop water, right? I got, (laughs) yeah, there it is. Um, Health insurance. I got education. If I need to buy a course to learn anything, travel, meals, all that kind of stuff, right? So that is the business budget. You need to keep that going every single month. So many people don't do this. It is like an actual problem. Now, you might think QuickBooks is fine, but QuickBooks is really just entering, right? Like it's, it's kind of automatic. And this is why I think you need to do both. You have to have a bookkeeping software, especially if, you know, if you're running a business, any kind of business. I use QuickBooks. It's super easy. Um, so that's going to automatically pull stuff in from your credit card and your business account. That's great. And you need that to fill a lot of this data out. But what it doesn't do is project, well, like, can I, am I gonna have enough money next month? Or am I gonna have n- enough money like in July? You know, should I, can I spend money now? It's a budget, it's letting you know, are you profiting every month? And you can look at your P&L, but when you have to enter it manually every single month, it kind of forces you to like, look at it and go, do I really need this software? How, when was the last time we used this thing? Who is this guy? We've been paying this guy all this money to to run this thing. And uh, what's he even do? What does he do? Just hit buttons? Can we get an AI to do that? Can we get an AI to hit buttons? Yeah. Maybe. You know? (laughs) I don't know. It is 2023. Um, So that's the business budget. Now, this next one is not a spreadsheet. So you're probably like, thank God. I'm ta- I don't want to. I don't want to do a spreadsheet, and I totally understand that. I get it. But guess what? If you if you download these spreadsheets, which you actually can, if you go to moneylab.co/resources, you can download all these spreadsheets. They're templates. I've made them a long time ago, and I continue to use them to this day. So I, and they're very easy to use. Like nothing's. I don't. You know, I'm not a smart person. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I I am not a nerd. No, I'm not a a spreadsheet guy. Like, I'm just not in, you know, it's like, I've seen other people's spreadsheets, and I'm like, how the hell do you read this? Like, I can't even imagine, like, they have, like, so many, like, different isolated frames and all these, like, I'm like, this is impossible. This is not impossible. If you look at this with, you know, two seconds, and you've never used Excel before, you're like, I get it. It's pretty simple. Now, this next one is kind of odd, and it's... Probably my favorite one. So I use an app called Day One, and it's for the Mac. They probably make it for PC. I don't know. doesn't matter. Um, it's both a web app. It is a, an actual app on the computer, which I have here, and it's on my iPhone. So it's all it is is a journaling app. Now you're like, okay, well, how is the journal going to make me more money? That's a fair question. What I do... And this is something I don't do monthly. I do this every single day. I have a daily task that pops up in Asana that says, write in your business journal. And I have to write at the end of my day what I did, right? Or what I felt. Or did something cool happen? Did something terrible happen? I write it all down. Uh, This is an entry that I wrote on February 3rd, the day after Groundhog Day. And it says, fixed an issue on Active campaign where Shopify bars weren't entering the physical product automation. Win, because I fixed something. Design an OTO tracking spreadsheet. That's another spreadsheet I, I made. Wrote all my tweets for next week in TweetHunter. Excellent. Did my happy hour and had a chat with JJ about a different program. Light Lead Insight Pro, great. Uh, I went to the cleaners. Oh no, the cleaners came and I went food shopping. I, who cares? I booked a veiled trip with a friend. Great. I published a Money Lab short. These are all good things, right? So sometimes they're not great things. Sometimes I'm like, today fucking sucked and I hate this business and I want to throw it against the wall and just there something I can punch? Uh, sometimes I'm just like, dealt with contractors all day, hate it, hate it you know, or like, I didn't do, or I was sick. I didn't do anything or like, you know, whatever. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's good. But I write it in every day. If I, if I miss a day, which happens, I just go back, you know, and I say, what did I, I remember? What did I do yesterday? If I forget what I did, this is why I use Asana for my productivity or, you know, everyone's using Notion. I use Asana. It's way better, I think, personally. So uh, I go into Asana and I looked at my completed task and I go, oh, what did I? Oh, I did that yesterday. Okay. Write that in my journal. All right. I do that in day one. Um, you can use any journaling app, doesn't really matter. But it's something that like, keeps tra- track of the days. Now, that's not that's the daily thing. But there's a little bonus, okay? The bonus is, is that every month, at the same time that I do my monthly metrics and my business budgeting, I do my job journaling every day, and then I put everything into a cohesive uh, one-pager, all right? And I'm going to show you what that looks like. So I've been doing this since 2015 and I keep everything in Google Drive. So you can see all these folders here. I have 2015 all the way to 2023. I'm gonna click into 2023 and then I create a separate Google doc for every month and I just add the word January 2023, great. So I'm gonna open this up, it's a Google doc. I take everything that I wrote from that article or sorry, from that journal, right? and I compile it, I break it down to my three, I have three brands, right? So I break it down with Swim University, Money Lab, and Brew Cabin. And then that's not the good part. The good part is I break all the tasks that I did down, right? So I just basically look at, okay, what tasks did I accomplish? Big tasks, not like, you know, published one short. Like hopefully I published like 10 or 15 shorts or whatever it is, right? So I'll just say like, And maybe if it's something that I do every single month, I probably won't even add it because it's not special. So I really only add special tasks that I did. And then I look at those tasks and I go, okay, I break them down into three categories, which you may have heard before. It's called Rose, Bud, Thorn, right? And so roses is your big or small wins. And in this case, you can see, I said, traffic was improved on all my websites. Subscriber metrics are positive across all accounts, revenue was up by 10K over the previous year. Physical products doubled. Launched Money Lab Pro. Did all these really, really good rose things, right? At the same time, you have your thorns, right? All roses have thorns. Every rose has its thorn. Copyright that, strike. What's, that, what's, the other, what's the other like there? I just said copyright strike. Ooh, yeah. I <laughs> say that. It's not. A, is that Guns N' Roses? I think so. I'm not good with uh hair yeah, just, or... all I remember all I know it from is uh and now I know the song, but it's from Bill and Ted. Every rose has its thorn, dude. Stay
1: anyway. excellent to each other.
0: Yeah. So uh so every rose has a thorn. And with the thorns I had I, I call it issues and hang ups. You know, I'm trying to play it down a little bit, <laughs> like big fucking problems. Just issues and hang ups. Yeah. Um Mostly just house issues I wrote. So sometimes it involves personal stuff. Uh, Facebook ads are still not profitable, requires more testing, fine. And did not even get close to finishing a brew capping video I was planning on making. So yeah, not the, ter- not the worst, but you know, I wanna, I wanna know what that is. The best part is now we have buds, Rosebud Thorn, right? And not Rosebud like, you know, Citizen Kane. I know what you're thinking. I'm not gonna spoil the ending. But it's not that. Uh, basically what I want to focus on the next month. So I've, I've looked at my journal every day. I've compiled it all down. I look basically at like issues and hangups. Is there anything I can improve? What should I be working on? So what do we have for our focus? We have published more Money Lab videos. Huh? We're doing it. See? The buds work. Woo! And I have a... Uh, Get Steph to create more emails for some university. We haven't done that yet, but that's the two things I want to focus on this month, uh, which is February, because that was January's. So essentially that's it. Now it's, uh, you know, originally there's a post on moneylab.co if you want to read about this in detail. Um, It's called business boring tasks that lead to sexy results. And that title may change, trust me. Um, But yeah, these tasks can be boring. And that's okay, because usually boring tasks pay off, especially if you do them over and over and over again. And I've been doing this shit since 2011, 2015. It's been a long time. And guess what? I truly believe that it is like one of the biggest pieces to why my business has been profitable every year since. And it continues to grow in profit every year, because I look at every single cent I, it's not, it's just, it's just a good practice to do. And I also want to know if I'm making progress in my business that, you know, like I can look at, I could have a productivity software that like I check off tasks, but I want to be able to review those tasks at any given time and decide like, was that worth doing? And that, there's times where I go back into that journal. Cause I've been doing that journal for a long time. So I can go back and it'll say like, uh, like sometimes I'll be writing in the journal. It'll say, you know, on this date four or five years ago. And I'm like, oh, what an idiot. Why was he focused on that? I don't know. You know, helps you grow. So hopefully that was helpful. I'm sorry to the podcast listeners who didn't get to see any of this. But like I said, if you want to download any of these free templates that you can use, these these free spreadsheet templates, you can go to moneylab.co slash resources and Check out the Day One app if you have a Mac. And it's great because sometimes if I'm, you know, it, it, the the task comes up in Asana that's like, okay, you need to write in your journal and maybe I forget, but I'm in bed. And I can just do it on my phone real quick. Oh, what did I do today? That's me. Oh, I'll just use this. I don't know. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for watching and I'll see you in the next one.